And although you're not saying this is revolting against the ruler, this, in our view, is the same thing as revolting against the ruler. So they're applying the other principle. Which one of these two groups is not Salafi? And if they are both Salafi, and if anyone claims any that they are not Salafi, one of these two groups is not Salafi, then he does not understand the principles of, of Salafism whatsoever. And those people, alhamdulillah, who are most involved in these, in these kind of things that are happening today, I've never heard any of them, any, who are the most involved, ever calling the other side non-Salafi or saying that they have left the way of the Salaf, alhamdulillah. So this is what happens. And that sometimes there is a difference of opinion on how principles are to be applied, even though there is agreement on the principles, and none of them would ever doubt those principles. But there is difference of opinion on how they are to be applied in a particular situation. This is the exact same thing as differences in ijtihad, which are permissible by the sharia, and do not take anyone out of the realm of salafism. And then there's one last area <clears throat> that unfortunately it seems Allah alam and only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows what is in the hearts. But we have to and sometimes we see some signs that may lead us to believe some things. And even if those things aren't really in the heart, the actions are demonstrating uh, or would lead one to conclude that they're in the heart, even if they're not in the heart. And this is the last major area that I'll talk about as the reason why the Salafi Dawah today is not leading to unity. And this is the presence of diseases in the heart. And the presence of diseases in the heart. When you look at the behavior, the speech, the actions of many Salafis, of many who call themselves Salafi, maybe I should say just some who call themselves Salafi, inshallah. As I said, only Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows what is in their hearts, but they are exhibiting something. And what they're exhibiting sometimes are the same results as those people who would have such disease in their hearts would behave. And one of these <coughs> characteristics is al-bali or yani, some kind of selfish, tra- selfish transgression against others. And in transgressing the rights of others out of hatred, out of spite, out of enmity, and if it is not based on the Quran or Sunnah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala talks about the people of the book and says, وَمَا تَفَرَّقُوا إِلَّا مِنْ بَعْدِ مَا جَاءَهُمُ الْعَلْمِ بَغْيًا بَيْنَهُمْ and they denied, and they divided not until after knowledge had come to them through selfish transgression between themselves. Commenting on this verse of the Quran, Ibn Taymiyyah said that the ijtihad which is permissible, as we've been talking about, will never lead, will never lead to fitna and a division. 
except with the presence of baghi or transgression against one another. And in other words, you have these different permissible differences of opinion, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala described the people of the book, and in this permissible difference of opinion will not lead yani, to division among us unless we transgress against each other's rights and do not respect each other's rights as believers. And we have we have something in our hearts against one another and that is not supported by the Quran and Sunnah. Well, the Prophet ﷺ, he called this disease yani, of bugly or transgressing against one another. Or he stated that it is one of those things that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will punish someone for in this life while reserving more punishment for him in the hereafter. A second characteristic that people, everyone has to be very cautious of, but especially those people who are studying the ilm, who are studying knowledge, who have been given by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, who have been blessed by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to have knowledge and to be making da'wah. These people have to be very careful about a disease that comes to people of this nature many times, unfortunately. And this is the disease of kibr, of arrogance and pride. <clears throat> and sometimes yani, the way this is reflected is where the person yani, refuses and does not want anyone to correct him. Or at least he does not, he will not accept correction from certain people. And he may accept correction or be told that he is wrong by someone who is from his group, someone who is a close friend of his, but anybody else. And he will look down upon anyone else and he will not accept any kind of acceptance or criticism from anybody else. And this is kibr. This is pride and arrogance. As, as uh, described in the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ, the Prophet ﷺ said that no one لا يدخل الجنة من كان في قلبه مثقال ذرة من كبر that no one who has even a mustard grain seed and a weight of, of pride of kibir in his heart no one who has this in his heart will enter Jannah when someone asked the Prophet ﷺ, he said that a man loves to have for example nice clothing on good uh, nice shoes and he understood that might, maybe this is kibri, yani, to be having nice clothing on what the Prophet ﷺ said إِنَّ اللَّهَ جَمِيلٌ يُحَبُّ الْجَمَالِ الْكِبْرُ بَطْرُ الْحَقِّ بَطْرُ الْحَقِّ وَغَمْتُ النَّاسِ the Prophet ﷺ said that Allah is beautiful and he loves beauty and in other words this is not kibr but al-kibr and he is to reject the truth and to look down upon the people and to reject the truth, for example, when it comes to you from a source that you don't like, when it comes to you from someone, perhaps, yani, who is not as Salafi as you think you are. And to look down upon other people, and to disgrace them, and this is kibr. And you have to realize that I don't care if you're the biggest alim in the world, you could make a mistake sometime that some small child could come up to you and say, you know, that was a mistake. 
And Al-Bukhari was just 11 or 12 years old the first time he corrected his sheikh. And this is something, Annie, that we have to be very careful about, especially, as I said, when we're involved in da'wah and when we're involved in getting knowledge. Because it is really when one gets knowledge that he feels like, Annie, who are you to talk to me? Don't talk to me. You have a problem with me, go to the ulama and have the ulama come and talk to me. And this is a problem. And it's very dangerous, unfortunately. And there's also the disease of envy and jealousy, the hasad. And this, يعني, if you understand anything about Islam, and this is very sad. The Prophet said, لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى يحب لأخيه ما يحب لنفسه. And that none of you truly believes until he loves for his brother what he loves for himself. And that's concerning everything, you know, dunya and, and everything. But what we find even worse and completely unacceptable, especially for people who call themselves Salafis, is that they are not happy when anything good happens and it does not come from their people. And when anything good happens for Islam and Muslims, and it did not come from their people, they are not happy. And they are jealous and they are upset. And sometimes they'll try to destroy the good that somebody else brought. And all along, we are Salafis. This is the Salafi way. This is the Salafi way. Do I need to comment further? No? Okay. Also, and what seems to be present, and again, all of these things, and they are in the heart, and I'm just talking about manifestations or actions that Allah Alam what drove them, but they are characteristics of if someone had these kinds of disease in their hearts. And one thing, one thing that we see a lot, and again, it shouldn't exist among Muslim brothers, and it certainly shouldn't exist among Salafis, is what is known as su'adhan, or having bad suspicions about your brother. And everything he does, and it's like the joke about the two psychologists walking by each other. One says hi to the other one, the other one says, gee, I wonder what he meant by that. <laughs> and everything that your brother does, you try to figure out, okay, what was behind it. Gee, he came over to me, he said, salam alaikum. And he was across the room and he came over to me, he said, salam alaikum. Why would he do that? And there must be some, and he's not from my group, he's from that other group, they call themselves Salafis, but they're not Salafis. Why, why did he come over? He must need something at Why did he do this? Why did he do that? And, every, and, and it's so terrible that, that yani you yourself, when you're behaving among other Salafis, you have to watch every step you take. I'll give you an example, okay? Last year, there were two conferences, right? One right after the other, last year, December, around this time. Gee, I wonder which conferences he's talking about. <laughs> okay, I was, I was sick, so I did not come to the first conference. I was feeling a little bit better, like in, by the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, perhaps. My wife threw her back out, so I could not attend either conference. I was sick. These things happen, don't they? Have you ever been sick? <laughs> And some of the people who attend the conference, uh, and months, months later, in fact, just a few months ago, I saw someone, a few people actually, three or four, they came from a city, or I went to a city. 
And they said to me, you know, we couldn't figure out, you know, what you were trying to say by not attending the conferences. And every time you do something, and your brother, it's your brother, he's trying to figure out what was the motivation behind it. And you can't do anything yani, for your brother, for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, I'm doing this for you. No, there has to be something behind it. Well, the Prophet ﷺ warned us about then, and iyyakum with then, that then, and stay away from then, and this kind of suspicion, for it is the most uh, deceitful or the most lying speech. And also another problem that exists, and these are problems yani, that exist in the area of da'wah. They exist. And don't, inshallah, take anything I say about any, I mean, don't apply to anyone, because that is part of su'adhan. Oh, he's talking about so-and-so, so-and-so. Unless I'm talking about myself, and I tell you about myself, don't take it to mean anyone. But take the lessons. <laughs> and there's the, the disease of love for leadership. And you want to be the one in charge. You want to be the sheikh. You want to be the president. Or whatever. And this is a disease that often afflicts those people who are active in uh, da'wah. And he, they get a good feeling from being in charge and, and having people follow them. Among Salafis, what is the easiest way? And unfortunately... Alhamdulillah, many brothers, many Salafi brothers are so sincere that sometimes they get duped. And inshallah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will reward them for their sincerity and will punish the one who duped them. Duped, that's right. Who duped them, past tense. And in one of the easiest ways, then if you want following and, and you make sure you don't want anyone to follow anybody else among Salafis, what's the easiest way? You just say, that person, you know, that sheikh, that speaker, don't listen to him, he's not really Salafi. Okay. And sometimes, you know, why, why isn't he Salafi? Okay, I, I can't tell you right now. I, I, I will tell you later. Or, yeah, I mean, there are things that I can't mention them right now, you know, I can't go into it, but just don't listen to him, he's not Salafi. And this kind of thing exists. And one of the reasons for it, Allah Alam, as I said, yeah, I mean, this person wants people to listen to him, not to others, and that's the easiest way. Now, I'm not recommending that way for anybody, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I and mean, this is a disease, as I said, this is the disease in the heart. And one of the aspects, unfortunately, that we see also, and I don't care whether you're talking about on a worldwide basis, national basis, mosque basis, or individual brothers, is we see the spreading of backbiting and spreading tales about one another instead of trying to bring brothers together. And this is again one of the important characteristics of the believers, of the Salaf, that they try their best to bring Muslims together and to bring their hearts together. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, فَاتَّقُوا اللَّهُ وَأَسْلِهُ ذَاتَ بَيْنِكُمْ وَأَتِيَ اللَّهُ وَرَسُولَهُ وَرَسُولَهُ إِن كُنْتُمْ مُؤْمِنِينَ And be, have taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, fear Allah, and make things right among yourselves. And obey Allah and His Messenger if in fact you are believers. 
And in fact, this is one of the areas in which you may lie to another brother, and to try to bring two brothers together. Oh, he said such and such, but you know, that's not what he meant. He must have meant such and such. Well, you, in fact, you know that that's what he meant. But yani, you can, in this case, it is permissible to lie to your brother to try to bring two brothers together. What we have nowadays is the opposite. You go to him, you go to the other one and say, this is what he said about you, this is what it means, and also I think he also meant this and this and this and this. And we have to work to bring ourselves together, not try to work to divide ourselves even further. And the Prophet ﷺ has warned about this. He said, shall I not inform you about something which is better than the degree of fasting and prayer and giving charity? And they said, certainly, O Messenger of Allah. And he said, to make things right between the people. For, and he's making evil between the people, this is the halaqah, this is the thing that cuts and destroys. And he said, I'm not saying it's the thing that cuts hair. It's the thing that cuts and destroys the deen. Well, we talk a lot about, uh, about jihad. These days, yani, we hear lots of talk about jihad. One of the, one of the important aspects of jihad is struggling and working and fight, and, and, and fighting, so to speak, to bring Muslims together. As Sa'di wrote in his small booklet on, on jihad, he said there are two types of jihad. One jihad is the jihad whose purpose is to bring Muslims together and make their affairs well. And to bring their hearts together in both this, in both worldly and religious matters. And to bring them up properly in the deen. This is in fact the essence or the basis of jihad. For the other aspect of jihad or the other type of jihad, jihad against the kuffar is built upon this, uh, this basis. And as I said, yani, nowadays, yani, honestly, if you see people, you do not see that they are trying. They're, they're, yani, sometimes even you get the feeling that there is no true feeling in the heart that they want to be united. That they want to come together as true believers in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, as true brothers coming together for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Sometimes, astaghfirullah, as I'm saying again and again, I mean, these things are things in the heart, and I'm not saying that I know what is going on. I'm just saying that if you study them and look at them, I and mean, these are some of the conclusions that you might come up with. And these are some of the things that are keeping the Salafis in particular apart from one another. And one bad thing, and by the way, and especially in this thing, in this, in this day and age of communication, and every form of communication is being used to spread stories and to divide Muslims even further. Telephone, writings, books, email, internet, you name it. And they are being used for the worst purposes instead of you being used and to bring people together. And one of the things that we have to be careful about is always yani, relating everything that we hear. Oh, I heard so-and-so said such and such and he did this and this and he said and such. One time in talking about hadith, the Prophet said, Imam Malik said yani, that uh, you expect me to narrate everything I've heard then I'm an ahmaq, yani, I'm an idiot. And the Prophet ﷺ said it is sufficient to make a person a liar that he relates everything that he has heard. And because many times what you hear is somebody's interpretation of what someone said and then you pass it on as what that person said. 
And so therefore, actually you are lying. Because that's not what he said. And had you come back, gone back and confirmed what he had said, you would find that that wasn't the case. Even better, had you kept quiet and not spread evil, this would have been even best. <clears throat> I guess I'll just uh, mention one last point since we are still here. <clears throat> and this is, the, I guess, the final disease that I want to talk about that is, amazingly enough, and again, and I'm just talking about what we're seeing on an outward level, but we're seeing it, unfortunately, among the Salafis themselves. And that is, there has become, <coughs> or developed a kind of asabiya and hisbiya among the Salafis themselves. Asabiya? How would you translate Partisanship. Partisanship. Well, hisbiya? Partisanship. <laughs> Excellent translator there. <laughs> and what I mean by that, is that you take, for example, yourselves as a group and you look at everybody else as outside of your group and you oppose them because they are outside of your group. Now, you would expect this to be from some other groups and it exists in other groups. But you would never expect this to be among the Salafis themselves. But that's what's happening. And it's no longer the case of whether or not you're Salafi. But now you even have to be the right kind of Salafi. And following the right Salafi Sheikh. And if you're not following that particular Sheikh, and that particular view of Salafism, then, then you are no longer my brother, you're no longer completely my brother, and we no longer have complete wala for one another. So the Salafis themselves, they are, they are any dividing themselves and making their own parties within themselves. And they're making wala, or love, having love and hatred, and based on this. And this is completely unacceptable, and you would never imagine it from someone who really is a Salafi. Who really sticks to the Quran and Sunnah and the way of the Salaf. As, uh, Ibn Taymiyyah once wrote, he said, yani, no one has the right to erect, uh, to erect for this ummah a person, and he calls people to the way of that person, and he has loyalty or disloyalty based on adherence to that person, except for the case of the Prophet ﷺ. Nor can anyone erect a statement or an opinion and call people and or make wala based on that statement or opinion, and, and fight or oppose people based on that statement of opinion, except for the statement of Allah and the Messenger. And if you take your Shaykh, and say if you love this Shaykh, and you support him, and you follow all his opinions, then I'm going to love you and support you. Otherwise, if you have differences with him, and you're not following him, and you're not showing that you are his follower, then I'm going to oppose you. And you have no right to do this whatsoever. This is only for the Prophet ﷺ. You can only do that for the Prophet ﷺ. Or you take his opinion as who says, Whoever agrees to this opinion, and he has my love and support, and whoever disagrees with it, again, this is only if it comes from the, the speech of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, or his messenger, or what the ummah has agreed upon. And then, 
And then Ibn Taymiyyah said, and this is something, and if the Salafis do that, they won't be happy with what Ibn Taymiyyah says next. He said, in fact, this is the practice of Ahl al-Bid'ah. Ahl al-Bid'ah are the people who erect a person and say, okay, we all have to follow him and his teachings and his ways. And they make wala and bara based on his teachings and his ways. He said, this is the way of Ahl al-Bid'ah. Yani, otherwise, everyone else yani, makes their wala. I mean, the, the correct way is to make their wala yani, solely according to Al-Quran wa Sunnah. And then he brings up another point which is also uh, very important. He said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has described the Jews as the people who knew the truth before it had came apparent. Yani, in other words, they knew the Prophet ﷺ was coming. And they, they called people saying, they claimed that the Prophet is, the Prophet is going to come and so forth. So when the Prophet came from someone who was not from their people, and he was not from their Jew, not from, not from someone that they expected him to be from, they criticized him and they would not accept the truth unless it came from their people. And even though yani, their own aqidah, their own beliefs would have insisted that they follow the Prophet ﷺ. But because it did not come from their people, even though their own beliefs insist that they should follow the Prophet ﷺ, they refuse to do so. And he said this is an infliction that afflicts many of the people who are attached to a particular group or particular people with respect to al, with respect to fiqh or Sufism or whatever. He said that many of them, and they do not accept any opinion, any statement except if it comes from their people. And even though Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, even though the deen of Islam, the religion of Islam obliges us to follow the truth unconditionally, wherever the truth comes from, we have to follow it. But these people, and they will not follow anything unless it comes from their people. And their group, they're his. Their party. So in the earlier statement he's saying these people are like Ahl al-Bid'ah. Now he's comparing them to the Jews. And I'll give you one example of and how, how this approach, two examples of how this approach has, and how it is exhibited, or how we can see it. And I, at one time I translated a book by Omar al-Ashqar. Alam al-Jinn wa Shayateen. I, I tried to get this book published. Omar al-Ashkar, in case you don't know him, he's one of the leaders of the Muslim, or he's one of the respected, I would say, scholars from the Muslim Brotherhood. I don't know what kind of leadership uh, position he has among them, but he's one of their respected scholars. So when this book was presented to some people who are from the Juan, they said, we don't want to publish it because the translator is not from certain groups in the United States, I won't mention their names. <laughs> when this book was presented to Salafis, they said, we don't want to publish it because it might give the bad impression that we're supporting someone from the Ikhwan. And not one of them said, you know, there's something in this book that is not correct. We have some problem with the Aqeedah, some statements in this book, this is wrong. If we publish it, it's going to spread evil. Not, not one of them said that. They didn't even care, yani, the, None of them express anything about the content of the book that for because of the content of the book we don't want to publish it. And who loses? And it is Islam that loses. 
يعني each group they claim to be working for Islam and here's a book and it's written by Omar al-Ashkar and Omar al-Ashkar is, is, is respected by many whether they're from Salafis or not and that contain much information alhamdulillah about how to preserve the ways of Satan how to preserve yourself from Satan and is this important? do we need this in English? and this is I'm talking a few years ago it wasn't available maybe now there's some things available in English no one looked at it as if and this is something that will help Islam just oh I'm sorry translator is not Ikhwan forget it oh writer original writer wasn't a Salafi forget it another example and if you go to some places in, in, in the states now and as I said Danny, you can about anything I say about anybody else uh, I mean don't apply anything that I say to anybody in particular unless I say it about myself right so there is in some parts of the of the country you can hear people say about me that I am anti-Salafi. Okay? Originally, originally, I mean this is kind of evolved over time. Originally it wasn't that I was anti-Salafi. And it's coming from the same people. Originally it was that I am Salafi in my Aqeedah, but Ikhwan in my Minhaj. Yani I am Salafi and when it comes to matters of Aqeedah, but methodology and so forth, I am from the Ikhwan. But here's the, here's the wonderful point that and Ibn Taymiyyah is describing the Jews. I, I read that quote about the Jews. Well, this man who claims to be Salafi, and even he claims to be from the inner circle of Salafis. Everybody else is a little bit fallen off the path. What was his proof? That I am Salafi in Aqid and Ikhwan in my minhaj. He said, don't you notice that in Al-Bashir, when I was uh, writing uh, for Al-Bashir, he said, don't you notice that many times he quotes from the Ikhwan sources? I know, I know. <laughs> and this is it. This is his proof. He's quoting from Ikhwan sources. And if that makes me uh, Ikhwan yani in my minhaj, what does that make Ibn Taymiyyah or Ibn Qayyim? And Ibn Qayyim must be the most extreme Sufi in the world then, because he quotes Sufis many times. And he supports sometimes their views and, and, and interprets them in, in the best way. Ibn Taymiyyah... Ibn Taymiyyah, when he got something which was correct, he, he attributed it to its source. In fact, almost every mufassir, every commentator in the Quran must be either Mu'tazili or Ashari because almost all of them quote Zamakhshari or Razi. But this is how, as I said, the Salafis have become Hizbi. They have this Asabi among themselves. And this is one of the reasons why we do not have unity, even though the Salafi Dawah exists. And as long as we have these problems, which I can sum up as not understanding what Salafism is, and not applying its principles correctly, and not realizing that it doesn't mean that we're going to agree on every point, and until we purify our hearts from all of these diseases that we seem to be having, that we are yani, exhibiting by our behavior, until we have, until yani, we correct these things, the Salafi da'wah that, that as I said is the only da'wah that can unite all the Muslims until we correct these things then this Salafi da'wah will not bring about unity and we inshallah if we understand these points we have to work to correct them so that inshallah our hearts really really, really will be brought together at least and at the very least among those people who call themselves Salafi <laughs>